What a week. What a week, you guys. We went to Washington, D.C. to speak to... Flew all the way to Washington, D.C., and boy, are my arms tired. Oh, geez, Louise. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. yuck, yuck. <laughs> um, no, but we went to talk to people about... There's a mental health caucus. Didn't know that. Uh, there's also this whole group called HELP, which is like health, education, something, and pensions. Labor and Labor. pension. Mm-hmm. Right. So we went to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. to be lobbyists. We're not Washington. To- Don't call it Washington. It's not. It's D.C., it's the District of Columbia. I never knew that you would be so upset about uh, another place being called Washington. I didn't know I'd be upset either until it was August of 2002. And I drove down from Washington to California. Mm-hmm. And when I got to school and I told people I was from Washington, they said, oh, I'm from New York, as if that meant anything to me. And I said, good for you. And they said, well, you're not far from me. And I said, I'm exactly across the country. And they were like, oh, Washington State. And I was like, I shouldn't have to add anything to what my state is called when yours is the District of Columbia. So we're changing the the segment that we used to call What Grinds My Gears. To the District from, of Columbia. Oh, welcome to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. We're changing. Hello. Yeah, hi, I'm Sean. I'm Katie. And this is Opinions That Don't Matter. And we have a lot of things that grind but our gears. This opinion matters, Katie. I, oh, I respect mm. your opinion. But we're changing the name. Mm-hmm. It's no longer what grinds my gears. What's it called? It's called, what's that burr under my saddle? Because <laughs> we're in Texas. Ooh. Yeah. That Ooh, sounds... I got a burr under my saddle. That sounds good. Yeah. I so like the it. burr under your saddle is that some people call Washington, Washington. What? Yeah. No. Some people call Washington, D.C., Washington. Yeah. And, and call, some Washington, call Washington, Washington State. Oh, Okay. I should not have to specify. Furious right now. Just furious. Livid about oh. this. Well, no, but it confuses me when people call it just straight up Washington, especially in our household, because I have family from Washington. Sean's like, so next time we go to Washington, and I was like, Where, when are we going? And he's like, no, yeah, we're going to D.C. And I'm like, then call it what it fucking is already. That's what I, actually, I don't think I said that, but either way, I, as a Wash, as a real Washingtonian, should not have to specify that right. I mean the state. So we didn't really get anything done while we were in D.C. because we... we I was just frustrated about, the whole time. Yeah. No, we got a lot done. We talked to a lot of different people. We talked to people from Texas because now we're Texans. Yeehaw. Um, honestly, everybody was lovely and nice. Right. Uh, we saw some lobbyist people walking around and I realized that they are just salespeople for bills and... What else would you call them? Just bills and propositions? I think for getting money mm-hmm. and uh, ideas through Congress or whatever. But what wouldn't that be you. a bill or a prop or something? Yeah. Right? Or just like trying to get money, you know, mm. but anyway, money we saw of some it. of them too. It was interesting. I felt very empowered to be able to talk to people about what's happening. Nothing. You guys, it's not exciting. It's like things that happen in the internet and what our businesses and things that happen in mental health. And it was just good to hear or to be able to tell people what we're doing and to hear what they're working on and see if there's any symbiosis. Is that a word? Synergy. Synergy. Right. Any dovetailing, any spearheading. I feel like we're walking around in the weeds here a little bit. So basically Mm -hmm. we went to Washington, Mm DC. So we got that part clear. Yes, correct. Check. And then we went to different representatives offices. Correct. In the Senate. And the house. And the house. Mm -hmm. And we knocked on the door 
and we said, no, we had appointments. Up? We had appointments. We oh. said, yo, 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 homie, what's up? And then we kicked our feet up on their desk and said, this is what I want. And then I blinked my eyes and on my eyelids, it said, no shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans is a lot to fit on an eyelid. Yeah, well, I, I have good penmanship. Mm-hmm. So I, I said, no shenanigans. And yep. and they said, okay, we, we get, we hear you loud and clear, but your opinions don't matter. <laughs> and they showed us the door. No, so we went to a bunch of different offices and mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool. We participated in the civic process of going to your your nation's capital and talking mm-hmm. to the policymakers. We had some uh, questions, some concerns. They were very nice. We met with people on the right and left. Everybody was lovely. They were all nice. Well, some mental health some is had mental horns health. and tails and some others had, had cloven hooves. Mm-hmm. But uh, for and the most big part, noses. it was odd. It smelled like sulfur. Don't listen to him. What happened was we talked to people. It was interesting to hear. It was good to hear that people are working on veterans affairs and worried yeah. about the suicide rates. They were, it was interesting to hear that there's like a mental health caucus that was meeting the day after one of, I don't know, the day after we left yesterday. Anyway, I don't remember. And I was like, oh, I would love to be involved in that. So we got some people's cards. We're going to keep in touch. Mm-hmm. I think even if they forget us completely and we made no impact, I felt empowered that i could actually tell people what i'm doing and what i see and hear and what's important and try to make a change right so there are two bills that are heading through uh the house and the senate Mm -hmm. and those two bills could grossly affect our business uh, the way it operates and it's not the end of the world right now we're so we went and basically explained to them how our business works and, and these are uh bills about the use of non-public data when it comes to like search engines yeah um, as it applies to like amazon youtube google and facebook pretty much anything that's yeah the the big Mm -hmm. ones but it's so broadly written it could apply to anyone Mm -hmm. at any time so it's just you know we wanted to make sure that our our thoughts were heard and and they listened it was really an interesting time Mm -hmm. and quite yeah, you felt you felt good, you know, be able. But when we went through security at uh, was it the Senate, the House, uh, the House. When we went through, you guys, this lady was like, she was very. You she know, was worse than TSA, right? She was so angry. I had a water cup that I had taken with me, but I drank the water. But there's no garbage outside, and so I was holding it, but it was empty. It was like one of those recyclable, made out of corn things. So it wouldn't go through the X-ray machine because it just kept getting knocked and pushed back. So I was like, oh, so I sat it on the side she's like who bought that cup there and i was like it's mine i can't get it to go through the egg she's like well hold it up so i had to hold it in my arms while it's in like a t she like wanted me i had no metal so no beep 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 my purse went through we were fine but it was rough yeah it was interesting and i got the same treatment because you know when you put your your wallet and your phone in the in the uh, dog the dog food bowl it looks like and a dog it goes food through bowl. the x-ray machine oh. mm-hmm. so on the other end, I no sooner put my phone and wallet back in my pocket, and she said, "the the bowl goes back with the other bowls." Yeah, put said, your bowl I know, away. Just, you know, I'm still doing my thing here. She's pretty hardcore, but she took her job seriously, and I appreciate it because this way, you know, there's no shenanigans going on. It was intense, and it was kind of funny because you have to like wait outside for the person you're going to talk to. They have to come get you, like someone from their office. And we went through at the very same time as fresh produce. We learned, right. We got lumped in with fresh produce, produce, produce. <laughs> they would be so offended. It was like six dudes. It was just really funny. Cause they had these little name tags that said fresh produce. And like, my name is Steve yeah. fresh produce. My name is Hal. It was really funny. And I was like, I wonder what all these people, cause there were tons of people waiting outside, like 20, 30 people. I know. 
And I was like, I wonder what they're from. Can we join their group? Oh, it's frozen foods. Ah. You go to the back of the line, frozen foods. We, we're, we're, fresh we're produce. with fresh produce. They go bad quicker. We got to get them inside. Yeah. They go bad quick. <laughs> anyway, it was it was interesting. And I wish we could have stayed longer because I've only been to D.C. once. And it was in a snowstorm. Crazy blizzard in February for a conference. And I didn't really get to like experience it. And the weather was like perfect when we were there. It was like 74, sunny, not humid. Oh, it's a beautiful city too. And I've only been there once before, but I stayed for an elongated period of time. It was two weeks. Yeah, you went like for work too. Mm -hmm. He had to film this adventure. Yes, but it was awesome, you know, to, to see washington dc this time of year mm-hmm. because it was a little further into the year and a little bit warmer yeah and boy it was sunny the last time i was there it was raining and quite oh yeah yeah you never know what you're gonna get but yeah. we'll have to go back and vacation there because i don't know there's something about being in the the capital i felt it felt good Sean. well it's stunning most nations have good capitals mm-hmm. right i mean ever i would assume all countries put their best foot and forward we're in the state you... capital texas is state capital which i've never been in a never lived in a state capital city right olympia wasn't far from where i grew up but yeah yeah just a, a fantastic collection of museums it's all mm-hmm. free you know the smithsonian and um ford theater which is where lincoln was killed i mean it's all there it's it, really interesting to see there's so much i i told sean i feel like we'd have to spend like two weeks to be able to experience it all and like take your time and enjoy it because right. sean and i just fyi are not those vacationers that like to get up at eight and like have a full day Mm-mm. we like to take our time grab we do breakfast a half day. we do half days we're half day people and then I, we like to like wander around and talk with people while we sit at a bar and have appetizers i learned that trick uh skiing or snowboarding mm-hmm. you do a half day you know that's how it's better professionals do it that way that's how the real people do it and then you you really go hard for half a day <laughs> instead of just leisurely wandering for a full day <laughs> we'd actually just leisurely go for half a day yeah hey lots of stuff is happening in the news um oh, but i want to fin- i'm not finished with oh, dc oh, talk oh, oh, oh. i made the what would you call it I, there's got to be a better word i'm i'm tired you guys but i made the worst travel decision I know Where's this. Where's Jeremy when you need him? I'm an avid, tra- I know, travel, 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 Jeremy. I needed to call you first. But I I made the biggest mistake you can make when you're traveling. I wore bad shoes. Oh, uh, yeah. And I'd worn these shoes before for a day, but not a travel day. Right. And as I was putting them on in the morning, I thought, when we're getting ready to go, I thought these didn't hurt last time I wore them. They should be completely fine. And I thought, maybe I'll just wear my sneakers just to be safe. And I thought, no, because then I can wear these on when we're done, you know, talking to important people. I can put on my comfier, like comfy shoes, but they look a little dressier. You know, we could go out to dinner. I wouldn't feel like I'm wearing sneakers because some places have like dress codes. You can't wear sneakers. I don't know if those places exist anymore, but I know they did exist. I had to change my shoes once for an oyster bar in New York. So anyway, I thought this way I don't have to bring as many shoes. I'll just wear these. I got blisters in the airport because we had to fly through Atlanta. In Atlanta, I was like, ooh, these are starting to hurt. My dogs are barking. That's the worst. When you're mid-travel, it's not like you can... I told you to just take your shoes off and go barefoot, but you were... I mean, why not, you know? Anyway, it only progressed. And I had unfortunately brought loafers for the first day of talking to people and just had to like... You guys, luckily, we only had two meetings that day. It got bad. Yeah, well, your feet were bleeding profusely. They bled. They bled. They had like a bucket of blood in, on each leg. <laughs> Which reminded me of Romy and Michelle's high school reunion when I think it's Romy 
is talking to this guy and she like doesn't want to talk to him and they're at a club it's like early on in the film probably like first 10 minutes and she says he like just keeps talking at her and she's like i'm sorry i cut my foot my foot earlier and i can feel my boot filling up with blood and then she like hobbles away from him and i was like that's literally happening to me happening to me my foot is i have blistered my foot earlier and now my shoe is filling up with blood right so rather than go to museums such as i wanted to go see the native american museum i thought that was beautiful and they also yeah wild looking right we had to go to nordstrom rack which is also a museum for full of relics (laughs) (laughs) i had to get some different shoes right and uh we solved it Mm -hmm. yep but you made me fixed. give you a piggyback for 12 blocks and that was not cool. I was like, come on, Katie. He kept just... offering and I was like, absolutely not. Right. I mean, it was a joke. That was, we just took Uber. That, you know what? That would be even better if rather than Uber, there was just piggybacks. Like you're like, <laughs> hop so, on. Yeah. Taxi. Some guy's got one of those like things for when you lift a lot of boxes. A Bjorn? No. Well, Can you could, imagine? <laughs> could have a Bjorn. I was talking about the little supporter thing that goes around your oh, yeah, stomach yeah. and your back to be like, yeah, <laughs> so you don't to, hurt yourself. To lift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's what happened. Right. And I still have band-aids. Yeah. Well, you know, it happens. I felt like a leper because right before (laughs) we went to DC, I didn't even think about it, but I went to the dermatologist and they do that thing where they zap you with the the Yeah, they burn off all your, what do they call them? Uh, Precancerous cells. Yeah. But that's like (laughs) an acronym, like A. AKs. AKs. Anyway. Um, It's basically like uh, freckles, you Mm -hmm. know. And so... I wasn't even thinking about it. I knew we had the trip going on, but I just didn't put two and two together, I guess. Yeah. And I said, oh yeah, go ahead, you know. And and then next thing you know, I'm like, oh no, I get home and, you know, you can see on my hands are still burned and uh, my, my, my head and my face, my nose. I was like, oh boy. She even asked, do you have any family photos or anything? And you're like, no. No. I'm good. And then, you know, going into their office, I think they just took pity on me. They're like, good God, he doesn't have long to... <laughs> <laughs> he's clearly not doing well no but then it was funny because of all the things to have to postmates when you're in a city we had to postmate band-aids right yeah party on whoa whoa yeah. anyway we made it we survived my, yeah you my, had a bit of separation anxiety with roxy i miss her yeah she was good though she she went to her foster uh, the people who rescued her from the shelter mm-hmm. and they took her in before we got her yeah yeah and she got to meet up with her old pal uh doodles snickerdoodles <laughs> and they Penny ran around and, yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, uh, and they have she, kittens too now she got put in her place by a newfoundlander mm-hmm. which uh, newfies do that and barked at her Boom. yeah but and, it uh, mummered it was like <laughs> yeah inversion <laughs> and uh she came back full of manners which is pretty good well it's so, funny because her foster mama would send me pictures of her throughout the day, which was really nice. It was super cute. And she she's like, this is where bad habits get formed at our house. I was like, don't worry about it. You know, we just want her, Roxy, to be happy, healthy, all that. And she's been tired now for two days. Right. I don't, it makes me wonder what she was doing. I think in all the excitement, she maybe was taking naps and sleeping with other dogs. She's used to being on her alone time. Right. It's almost like me after being social for like three days in a row. I'm like, I need a recharge. I think she's just recharging. Yeah. Wait, maybe we have an introvert. And she ran around with, you know, two dogs for three days. So almost three dogs because the Newfoundland. From right. Next door. Okay. Yeah. The next door neighbor. And yeah. um, so that's good. Roxy is tired and yeah, she's, she's doing good. Everyone. I, I know you ask a lot about her in the comments and she asks about you. She, yep. she sends her, her regards. Regards. Yes. When I was filming the AKA, uh, my podcast, she was barking in the background and her sleep and it was cute. Mm. I don't know if you guys will hear it, but 
I talk about it on the podcast. I'm like, she, she wanted to go and play earlier. So I played mm-hmm. with her, but I, I had to go to work, right? I had to get in front of the computer and start editing, but she really still wanted to play a little bit. So I took her, her toy, the Kong, uh-huh. which is a, a rubber chewy. She has yet to destroy it. I don't think she can. I don't think she can. It's a really good compound. Magic. Yeah. Good on the Kong people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has an opening. And so I stuff it full of you know treats. I put like four treats in there. I put a couple of ice cubes in there. And then I fill it with some cheese and I shake it around. So, you know, she can't get it out, right? Like it's She can't, just takes her a while. Liquid cheese. Not a lot of it, but I just, I put enough in there. So it's like gooped up. That <laughs> kept her busy for about, oh, I don't know, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was really excited and then crashed out. I think it takes a lot of brain power to figure out how to. It does. That's why the games and they say rolling up treats or bits of their food in a blanket or a yeah. towel. Yeah. I forget what they call those. Like it's like a sniff, snizzle, something. There's like a name Sniffle. for it. You can get it on Amazon. Um, No, No, but um, (sighs) yeah, I missed her. Boy, oh boy, the world. There's a lot going on. You forgot to wear your shirt. I washed them and everything. Oh, I didn't forget. I figured I would, we would alternate. Oh, I would put a. Christoph's band member, our, our uh, minister of rock and roll. Yes. Got his band t-shirt. Well, you got to move your microphone. You can't see it. Oh, there you go. Noisy neighbors. It's a very comfortable shirt. Yeah. I like it very much. Nice. Mm-hmm. The finest fabric. Good job. Good Balanciaga, job. Balenciaga, I think. Uh, I think the... it's Prada. Prada, right. Even fancier. Right. <laughs> Only the best. Um, but yeah, I thought we'd both wear them. I I didn't get the memo for today. Mm-hmm. Looking good, Katie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Christoph. Okay. Right. The uh, world. Back yeah. oh, down well, to the pit of despair. Yeah. Very, very sad news. Um, people are mad at Kim Kardashian. What? As usual, she's in the news. They have just such a good knack on how to... Stay relevant? Stay relevant. What are they mad at her for? Well, what aren't they mad at her for is a better question. I mean, there's so... so the Isn't list she dating goes on. that guy with a really big mouth and blonde hair? I think he uh, he dyed his hair black because I, I was looking mm. at the... Before the show, I... So I thought it was white for a while, like bleached white. I think it was for... That was Eminem though, wasn't it? No. Pete Davidson had also bleached hair. He'd also Eminem'd his hair. Right. That's like getting um, the, uh, you know, the Caesar cut, you know, Uh, (laughs) there's a certain style and Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, she was in the news because the Met Gala happened. Yes. I was doing my research before the show. Oh, because she lost weight. Well, that's one thing. God forbid someone, you know. uh, It wasn't healthy and it to to glorify it is kind of like not necessarily a good thing. Right. She she was going to wear Marilyn Monroe's original dress dress that she sung happy birthday to the president of the United States in, mm-hmm. which is a whole different story. Yep. Uh, for those of you who may or may not know, uh, the rumor was that Marilyn Monroe was having an affair with John F. Kennedy mm-hmm. and his brother, which. Wow. Okay. Um, and uh, I don't know who has the time. Right. I mean, aren't you supposed to be running a country? Uh, but anyways, um, so. Marilyn Monroe's dress has been, I guess, it hadn't been washed since then. It had, you know, but it's it's been put away and it's yeah, very famous. There's all sorts of stuff like that. They have a bunch of her dresses, like six or eight of them. Okay. Yeah, I have one myself. I have one I bought too. an eBay. I, I, I don't know if it's real or not. I'm a little suspicious. Yeah. No, but Kim had two of hers. Yeah. And. Well, she didn't, she doesn't own them, but mm-mm. she was, she was lent them. Yeah. They were on whatever they call them. Like when you, they, like even the jewelry they wear, they often don't own. It's like. 
uh, I forget what they call it when you get it loan. from the designer on loan from a designer or right. on loan. From I think a, this was owned by a, well, anyways, like the collection the, exists somewhere, the Marilyn Monroe dress collection, right? Uh, I guess. It's a private owner. Mm-hmm. Right. So people were mad that she wore that dress. Why? I don't know. Who cares? I know. Who wore it best? You know, uh, who cares? Again, I really don't care about the Kardashians, but people were really upset and it was just filling my feed. Yeah, it was, it was really silly. And we'll stop following the Kardashians because my feed was not filled with them. No, what I did. So right before this podcast started mm-hmm. i had nothing to talk about clearly and so Uh-oh. i went to google trends i was like what's trending <laughs> and also because you know i want to be topical and, and things that people are thinking about even though this is going to come out a couple of days later i don't think people are thinking about this you don't think so no i think we've moved on people are i mean the amber heard johnny depp trial things also still going on i didn't know that either much more pertinent i thought that was over Oh, I, I mean, people are still talking about it. I don't know if the trial's still going on. I don't know either. I don't. I don't really pay attention to what's going on in the news. Um, but so you know, the Kardashians. Everyone was mad. It's something about her losing weight. Uh, something about her, she put the dress on, but the dress didn't fit. And and I think BuzzFeed wrote some salacious headline like, uh, "Yeah, Kim's big butt does not fit in dress." You know, and so everyone what? just using this for, yeah. for clicks. Not we're not doing that. I'm not no. using the trending topics for, for clicks, but, <laughs> but, um, you know, so that happened. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I think her sisters were there and they were all dressed like people from the, uh, that era, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really see, I didn't go farther than the headlines. So. Okay. Is that all you have <laughs> to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just, uh, skimming the news here. Mm. Skimming the news. In the news. What right. is in the news? Uh, what else happened? What? Oh, uh, Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Boy, oh boy, he's in the news a lot, isn't he? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get into some letters, well, maybe? <laughs> uh, no, but did you hear that he his uh, purchase of Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, his credit card was declined? No, yeah. that's not what happened. Yeah, 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 his, his credit card. He uh, didn't buy it with a credit card, Sean. Come on, that guy can buy anything on credit, right? But no, it turns out that Twitter, uh, so Elon Musk has put it on hold. He said, I'm putting the deal on hold. Mm. It wasn't his financiers. I was just kidding about that. I don't mean to malign how wealthy he is. You know, he's, mm. he does have the money to buy it, I think. But um, so what happened apparently is mm. that he he is doing his due diligence and he's saying, you know what? Because the price has come down on Twitter. Because oh. he, he said, I'm going to buy it at this price, but now it's not worth as much. So he's like, hmm. So he's kind of holding off on the deal also because apparently there's a ton of bots on there. If people don't know that there's a, there's little computer programs oh, running all around. the time. Yeah. And even on YouTube, you see like, want to cure your anxiety? Just take the such, 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 blah, blah, blah. Right. And you're like, it's always something new. So I think what he's doing is he's saying, well, it's not worth as much because maybe 10% is bots or 20%. Mm-hmm. And he's, I think in doing the due diligence, he's going to, make twitter reveal how many oh our bots are bots so we may find out that there's only like five people yelling on twitter <laughs> and they're just yelling at each You're other yelling at a bot or it's bots yelling at each other it turns out donald trump has twenty thousand accounts and he's just yelling at himself and yeah it's possible yeah. totally uh, possible but very interesting so that's on hold thank goodness because what would we do without twitter you know i mean uh, I don't know. Go on living our lives like nothing's wrong. Uh, Uh, Sadly, there's tons of fires. I didn't realize there's fires in Orange County. 20 homes have burned in Laguna Niguel. Ooh, yes. Colorado uh, has fires. mm -hmm. Um, New Mexico. Tons of fires. It's really, I mean, I'm glad we're not in it anymore. Thank God. But I worry worry about the people there dealing with it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
What else was trending? Oh, Wordle. What is Wordle? I don't know. Everybody plays it, and I, I'm, I'm. Is anybody else like this? When people start really talking about something, I like just ignore it and push it out of my brain. I do the same. Thing, I don't know Katie. what it is. I think I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Like whatever. I'm still Candy Crush, and I'm just happy with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing um, this new game that just came out. It's uh, there's like a bunch of shapes, and they come down from the top, and you have to like turn them, and they fit in. Uh, Tetris. That's that's the latest mm-hmm. one I'm raging on. It's mm-hmm. a good game. I mean, it's, it's an oldie, but a goodie. Yeah, that's fine. No, yeah. I'm raging on it. <laughs> but no, I don't understand Wordle. And people, when when they try and explain it to you, I just kind of glaze over. I haven't even listened to anybody try to explain it. Uh, I haven't even asked anybody what it is. It's kind of fun to do that. Um, I, if you tell someone you don't know about something that everyone is doing, they, mm. they want to tell you about it. You know, Who oh, told you, you about it? it? Uh, my psychiatrist uh, told me a little bit about it. Oh, and, Barry's uh, doing Wordle. He's he's a Wordle maniac, but I think it's good. It's like um, doing a crossword, or you know, it it, it engages the brain, so mm-hmm. it's a puzzle. And just like for Roxy, uh, uh-huh. it keeps you, you know, going. What's the matter? For a second, I thought I lost her, but she's right behind me. Oh, she's okay. she's crawled out. Right. Got her little chicken legs out. Oh, so if anyone can explain to me what Wordle is, that'd be great. Um, and why you like it? Um, I thought it was just like you're supposed to. It's like a word scramble. I think that's what it is. Oh. But they, I think the New York Times bought it, and the guy only invented it last year, and I think he made like forty-five billion or something. Well, yeah, because it took fire; like everybody was playing it. I guess. Wow. Sweet. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Deep in the nation, it's like a dance craze. But I with guess your brain. there's like one word a day or something. I don't even know how. Does it works. everyone get the same word? I think so because people are like, "Don't ruin it for me." And Do they like, know they spelt the word "word" wrong? They put an <laughs> "le" on the end. Mm. Yeah, I'll let, I'll let them know. Word alert. I'll tweet at them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, you know what was trending, and I don't understand why. Why are we doing trending? Pho, okay. ramen, or soba? I don't even know the difference. Who doesn't between... like noodle soup? Is a different type of noodle. Are all three new- soups? Soba. Okay. Is a noodle? Is it a soup? It can be soba noodles. Okay. You can have them in like a broth. Uh huh. But then mm. there's pho, which is like a particular traditionally pork. I believe anybody is Vietnamese. You let me know if I'm way off. But it's traditionally pork. It has an egg, which is my favorite some pork belly um, and vegetables and stuff. And then what was the third? Um, ramen. Mm. That's Another the stuff that soup. college mm-hmm. kids uh, survive on. No wonder our, our marks are going down. Our grades are going down. Everyone's living off of ramen in college. That's not true. Do you know, they should live off of protein instead. Or That's something. not. And also ramen's so much more than just like, Mar- what's it? Maruchan ramen or whatever that brand is. I don't know. I think it's Maruchan. That's like the popular one. And what is cup of noodles? Is that soba or is that uh, That'd be ramen? like ramen. Hmm but in a different uh, different type of styrofoam package. Yeah, just a different package. Right. My styrofoam favorite, what's your favorite of, of three? Pho, ramen, or soba? Pho, definitely. Yeah, me too. Hands down. I think pho is the legitimate one of the three. Although I like ramen, ramen at like a, a proper ramen place. I also, uh, don't hate me, as a kid, used to put ramen uncooked in a Ziploc with a little bit of its seasoning, not all of it, it was too much to do all, 
the little bit and sh- break them up and shake them around. It was like Chex Mix of ramen. It was delicious. Oh, that does sound good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ramen, the, the noodles are... Are they already cooked a little bit? What's going on there? I, I'd assume, but I don't freeze-dried. know. Freeze-dried. I have no mm, You're delicious. asking questions. I don't have answers. I to. like the fake vegetable. Or not fake, but the freeze-dried vegetables. Yeah, the teeny put, little bits. Yeah, the, the pea and mm-hmm. the carrot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll put an onion in there. Mm-hmm. One time I found a Band-Aid, but I, I That's didn't. a lie. <laughs> Such a liar. Right. My my favorite is pho as well. Mm-hmm. And I always thought it was pho when when I you know first saw it when it yeah, swept the nation until you learn about how to pronounce something with it's a, that's a different language essentially yeah. I I always thought it was clever how people use it in their branding like in the brand name right. where it was like uh 9021 pho yeah in Beverly Hills I thought that was clever um there's all sorts of unf- shizzle unforgettable mm-hmm. <laughs> go f- yourself <laughs> um but yeah pho I think is Vietnamese mm-hmm. yes and correct. then ramen is I don't know, Japanese maybe? Or a soba Japanese? One of them is probably Japanese, one's Chinese. I, would say. I have no idea. I'd have okay. to look it up. There's a girl I follow on TikTok that goes into a convenience store in Japan and like picks different things out. And I've seen her pick out ramen, but that doesn't mean anything. Right. You know? Um, mm-hmm. Also, and this will probably be the last thing we do before we jump into your letters. Ramen's place of origin is Yokohama, Chinatown. Ramen is widely known imported from China to Japan. Ramen noodle shops first sprang to popularity in both countries in the early 1900s. And the noodles were actually called Chinese soba noodles in Japan oh. in the 19, until the 1950s. Wow. So they similar origins. but mm-hmm. uh, hmm. Interesting. Very interesting stuff. Compelling material on, on opinions that don't matter this week. Oh, very, and then soba mm-hmm. is said to have originated in China okay. and been brought to Japan towards the end of the Jamon or Hamon j-a-m-o-n period 10,000 bc to 300 bc oh the the i would assume that's oh and soba and soba and udon are two types of noodles that japanese people love very much Mm -hmm. it can be eaten both hot and cold and there are many different varieties in different regions of japan so it's in japan primarily but they said it's it is said to have originated in china and then was brought to japan you know what i like and i found this out from um the great anthony bourdain Mm -hmm. is that when you slurp your soup it's supposed to be a good thing it's a compliment to the chef yes it's so good yeah so i was in uh uh the the, the restaurant the other day and i <laughs> and uh he they looked at himself. me weird because it was a, an american diner <laughs> it, but... was, it was linguine <laughs> yeah. i was like compliments to the chef we were at the macaroni grill I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was spaghetti yeah oh um so i have a uh a, a new award Mm. that i want to announce um, okay yeah and it's the uh, selfish uh biggest jerk award of the ooh, year Ooh. yeah and it okay. goes to a new york woman who was enraged uh mm-hmm. over being kicked out of a park mm-hmm. and she, so she was on a date with her fiance in the park in new york okay and um you know they they're just hanging out i think they're trying to do a picnic or something and the okay. park's closing it's 10 o'clock you gotta go Oh, yeah. She lost her ever-loving mind. She started yelling at the park employee. What? As if it's their fault. She totally lost her mind, apparently. And um, so she yelled at the employee, and then she ran off and left her fiancé. And he was like, <laughs> you know, whatever. He's like rethinking his decision. Well, we don't know about him until later in the story. But, okay. So as she storms off, leaving the park, she runs. Uh, she's, she, she's, you know, getting back on the street, mm-hmm. and there's a woman in her way. And it's a an elderly woman in her late 80s. And she knocked her to the ground. And the what? lady, yeah, yeah, yeah. The lady struck her head. <gasps> they, uh, an ambulance was called for her. Um, 
So then this lady uh, just kept going. The, the person who knocked her over just kept going. She didn't even. Didn't even stop to help what her. What the fuck is this lady doing? Right. What a nut job, right? Mm-hmm. So then the the older lady, uh, she she struck her head. An ambulance comes to get her. She ends up passing away. Um, what? Yeah. And she apparently she was a very lovely lady. Uh, she she was a a singing instructor i think that oh. was her yeah mm-hmm. yeah and everyone you know she brought joy her whole life and some asshole ended her life but the story goes on in that the lady apparently went mm-hmm. to the other side of the street and watched until the ambulance got there and then she took off again then she went home so she didn't get the lady help you know, she could have maybe gotten the lady help sooner. sooner. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, also, don't fucking run around like a goddamn maniac as if you're the only person. You're in no. New York. So then her and her boyfriend or fiance, I believe they uh, they hid out from the cops. So she, they didn't they didn't come forward. What? Right. She didn't come forward. She told her fiance and then they didn't, um, I, I believe, you know, bring the, the news to the, the police. Eventually she was caught. Well, yeah. I mean, she's pleading not guilty. What? People saw her. There's cameras. I was going to say, you're in New York. There's cameras from like all angles. And I thought, what? She's 26 years old, super self entitled. You know, somebody um, punched that lady in the throat. Yeah. yeah. She deserves to. Maybe, maybe they did come forward, but I don't think they did in the, in the article. I think that's crazy. Even that whole scenario. Yeah. You're an asshole because you should have checked when the park closed and it's just a park employee doing their job. There's no reason for you to yell at them. Second of all, pay attention to your surroundings. Don't go running off like a fucking maniac. But apparently she knocked her over on purpose. So it wasn't like she bumped into her. She like pushed her? She, she, she knocked her over. And then what she's told the police is, well, she said something to me. That's that's the... Uh, oh, because oh, she probably said like, I don't know, slow down. What are you doing? Be careful. You almost hit who me. Who knows? Anything. Who cares? Yeah. But what Even if, if she said, you stupid bitch, that yeah. doesn't give you the right to I'll push her to the ground. I'll leave the link in, in the ar- to the ar- article in the description. Crazy. Yeah. Very strange. People have lost their ever-loving mind. What a selfish person. Mm-hmm. And she wins the award. She uh, does. We'll give her the award and it, it's poop in a bag lit on fire. Right. She has to stomp it out on her front porch. Seriously. What a off person. There's her uh-huh. and then there's uh, Vladimir Putin. They're the, the neck and neck. They're in the running for the no. grand championship of uh, jerks. He definitely takes a cake, but that's also, also check terrible. this out. Isn't that weird? I was looking at Vice, which I don't mm-hmm. know. Vice is kind of turning Can into... Can pause for a second? Yeah. Does she need to go out? Have you taken her out at all? I haven't. Because she keeps ringing the bell. On the oh, okay. And I maybe- Sorry about the interruption. We had to... Roxy had to go outside for a little uh, potty break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was ringing her doorbell. Last but not least in the news, I came across something I thought was really fascinating. And I think this is why we're going to. Does it have to do with Mars. space travel? Yes, yes. Space travel. Sean always thinks space travel is so fascinating. Yeah. Vice News posted an article. Mm-hmm. I'll put the link in the description. So I'm backing up my uh, my information mm-hmm. here because <laughs> Vice News is such a reputable. So reputable. That's where I get all my right. research. I know they do some good. It's not research. It's research. Research. And I get it from Vice. R U S. U-R-C-H mm-hmm. research. Q-E. Q-U-E. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Mars formation looks like an alien doorway is spotted by the NASA mm-hmm. rover. I mean, what is Vice doing? Are they just trying to get... Cl- That's pretty clickbaity, right? Yeah. Then Mars formation looks like alien doorway. So Mars like rock formation? Or what yeah. do they mean formation? Well, uh, you know, in the rocks... Like there's the, a cave? It looks like it. But it does certainly look like a, a an entrance to... To something mm. and it, it and piqued Elvis my curiosity. comes out right 
<laughs> oh, Elvis and Tupac have to shimmy back in there. Like, right. Dang it. <laughs> I tried to hide away. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, I didn't believe it. I didn't get any further than the headline because I thought, though, well, that's trash. Sometimes I don't want to click on something because I don't want it, the algorithms that be, to think that it's a good thing. That's probably what's happening. I'm probably being programmed by the algorithms at this yeah. point. And But they are, you know, it's interesting. We missed it by a week when we went to Washington, D.C. They're what? having a congressional hearing, I believe, mm-hmm. about aliens. Oh, yeah. We should have stayed. I would have loved to have sat there with popcorn and listened to these guys. I wanted to go to the mental health caucus. Oh, yeah. Well, that's your that's your shtick. My shtick <laughs> is aliens, you know. Uh, that's but, fair. Uh, yeah. It's all fair. Yeah. All of it's happening at D.C. Right. You could, you, there's something for everyone aliens mm-hmm. mental health mm-hmm. maybe the mental health of the aliens i'm sure there's a lot of oh the fresh produce is happening yeah, there fresh are things going on and us you know <laughs> there's something for everyone yep you just well, never know that's it katie we're all caught up on the news that's all you got in I, exciting studio building news the walls are going up yes we're building a studio on top of our garage we told you guys and the walls are up the roof is up we're making good progress. But there's no like roof on it, no roof. shingles, no roof. The roof, the roof is not built, but the roof like skeleton is up the and the trusses. wall skeletons are yeah. up. And now they're putting, when I went and walked Roxy, they're putting up another wall. Awesome. I'm I excited. excited. I get up there every night and I look out over the neighborhood. And, uh, and he also takes pictures and then complains about like this nail should have been here. And no. He calls our contractor. Well, that's true. <laughs> but no, because it, so I have a story from my, my childhood mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's family lore. Now, okay. whether it's uh, true or not, I suspect it is. But so my grandfather, you know, my family was in the construction industry. Mm-hmm. And um, in the 1950s, my, my grandparents built a home. And then they had six kids and, you know. Uh, oh, that they built that. I didn't know. Yes. They I built, just knew you loved that house. Yeah. They built it in Terrebonne and it was overbuilt. Like it was really built solidly mm-hmm. as, as far as I could tell. I mean, it, I also, really you're did. a kid and you're probably told and you're like, yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and so Is that the, how, does the house still exist? I believe we were it in does. Terrebonne, but I don't think we drove around. We've no, we didn't go times. by there. Okay. Uh, it'd be weird to see it. But mm-hmm. anyway, so uh, my grandfather, apparently when it was being built, he was there every day, you know making sure that they poured the right amount of concrete and the, the right brick was used <laughs> mm-hmm. and the, you know, the, the, Probably the studs crazy, were, but it's fine. Yeah. 16 inches on center, you know, the whole nine yards, apparently he was very, and that's the way it should be in my head is if someone's going to build something for you, you want to make sure that it's done right. Because once the, the, the walls go up, well, you don't done. know what's inside the walls. There's going to be all sorts of hidden. Right. Things. So the, the gentleman who's doing all the framing work, he's actually doing an excellent job. And he's super nice. Very I really nice. like them. Yeah. But I, I don't know anything about the construction industry. So I'm just up there looking around and looking for things that may look wrong. Mm-hmm. And so it takes me quite a bit longer than I'm sure. You're out who, there for like an hour. Yeah. And, and like, so I'm like, uh, please don't get bitten by mosquitoes. There's no mosquitoes up in the trees, which is really cool. I mean, there was a giant, giant bird circling over my head though. We have big birds in Texas. Everything's yeah, bigger in big, Texas. They're yellow. They used to be on Sesame street. <laughs> no. So uh, I was up there and I found a couple of things that looked a little weird. And I pointed them out to the contractor uh, today and he said, yep, indeed, they, th- there was a couple of little things. Yeah. And so they were fixing them. But overall, it's happening quick. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited. And can't um, wait for it to be done and yeah, out of our garage. It's, it's a stuff. while from now. They though. cleaned. So our garage, we pulled out some stuff out of it because they had to rip the roof off. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, we're going to be cleaning that forever. Like there was stuff everywhere. They cleaned it up pretty good. Yeah. 
I was really impressed. Yeah. Well, I asked uh, that they they were they be a little bit tidier with it because mm-hmm. they, they were dropping like the gyp rock was everywhere. Yeah, it was everywhere. I was like, hey, you, you know, because otherwise I'll take the stuff out of the garage. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. We'll. And they covered it up with plastic yeah, and stuff. And yeah. we should have done that ahead of time. Looking back, I'm like, oh, we should have got some big drop claws and laid. I just, it was going to happen, then it wasn't. And then they just showed up and it started. And it was like, Wah. yeah, you know. No, it's good though. I'm excited. And we're and, like a month into it. Right. And, and then this beautiful backdrop, we're just going to transfer it there and mm-hmm. and boom you're in a new studio boom you won't even know the difference <laughs> no we're gonna dress it up it's gonna be fun mm-hmm. and then we're gonna stop living in boxes because right now we have a lot of boxes lying around of everywhere stuff that will go there yep yep hooray Whew, that's exciting it's so exciting okay i'm going to go into the inbox here <gasps> Ooh, and read some pull letters 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 yep oh roxy's Such excited roxy. Just cut in here. Are you ready to get into some letters, everyone? I was born ready. The letters today are R, S, <laughs> T, L, N, E. Do I have a lisp? Because I've got my my mouth guard in. Yeah, or not my mouth guard, but, but it's my, not bad. My Invisalign. Yeah, it's invisible. Yeah, it's good. Okay, you're fine. Okay, I'm going to hand off the letter yeah. machine to Katie now. There you go. Thanks for giving us a play-by-play. Yeah. <laughs> Well, for the you listeners at home, I just handed Katie my phone, which has all the letters on it. Mm, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we have a letter from Alex. Are you ready? Yes. Hello, Alex. And it is entitled, I'm excited, first job. Remember I asked people for their first job before, yes. like, like the first time they got paid? Okay. I'm from England, but live in New Brunswick, Canada now for the last three years. And when I was 13, I started to work as a flower picker, mostly daffodils and sunflowers, etc., and be paid five pence for f- per flower. Okay. After working for about two hours before school, I earned only f- oh, after working for about two hours before school, I only earned about five pounds or six dollars and fifty cents U.S. per day. It was cash in hand, so I, it was easy money to pay for the bus for school. But when I got my first official on paper job as a baker when i was 14 i was paid three dollars and fifty uh well three pounds and fifty cents an hour four to fifty us mm-hmm. and they still uh they still have reduced minimum wage that increases as you age up until 23 oh so you have a reduced minimum wage and then it increases as you get older until you're 23 and over when you get to the maximum minimum wage i didn't know they did that it's a system is that in canada or is that in england no idea i don't think it's in canada mm. Um, I remember minimum wage being pretty low when okay. I, <laughs> well, I mean, it was low cause we were, I mean, we're older. Like I think when I first started working, minimum wage was like five or $6, I think. Um, this was over 12 years ago, but I find England crazy for the wage that they pay younger workers. Currently it's four pounds and 81 cents. It'd be $6 and 27 cents us, um, under 18, which is kind of crazy that it depends on your age for us. It just depends on the job you took. So mm. that's weird to me. Um, but nine dollars and fifty pounds, or nine pounds fifty cents, or twelve dollars and forty-one cents for twenty-three and over. What? I love what you do. Thanks for everything. Think, um, enjoy watching your podcast as a way to relax and unwind. Awesome, Alex. Thanks Alex, for sharing. I wonder why Alex moved to New Brunswick from mm. the UK. Very interesting. I would love to hear more. Mm-hmm. I find first jobs to be really interesting. And and who are you picking those flowers for? Were you like in a field and you just walk along and that's how you'd earn like your money each week or or what? 
very interested. Okay, now we have a letter from our amazing Toronto contributor, Aaron, again, entitled First Jobs. All right. I'm excited about these. Says, hello, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and the OTDM family. Hello. Hello. One of my first jobs was babysitting. Me too. At the age of 13 or 14 years old for a friend who did foster care for special needs infants and kids. Mm. Wow. I was the only person that they trusted to look after their kids. There were quite a few infants that I looked after, but I remember one in particular. She was in my friend's care for just over a year. I remember the first time looking after her. Let's just call her Emma. And she was under five pounds because of her special needs. And she was quite stiff. I could hold her in one arm securely. I babysat many times and watched Emma essentially grow up. There were usually two infants at a time and it was hard, but very rewarding. I got so close with Emma and so did my mom and we almost adopted her, but things just weren't meant to be. I had the privilege of handing her over to her adoptive parents as we all cried some happy tears and some I'll miss you tears. Before her adoptive parents got there, I got a few minutes alone with her to say goodbye, and I put on the song, I Hope You Dance, Oh, the Leanne Womack, yes, and sang and cried and danced around the room with her. Every time I hear that song, I get a tear in my eye. I have um, I have one even as I write this. Aw. I believe I was paid about 15 to $20 an hour. That's some good money, depending on how many kids. Well, because they are special needs and higher needs, you, you can get paid more that way, too. Right. Well, you attract better talent, right? Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, and it depended on how many kids she had at the time. Okay. That makes sense. Another job I had was doing respite care for a boy, nine years old, and a girl, eight years old, on the autism spectrum, going over to their homes once or twice a week so the parents could go and get stuff like grocery shopping or other things they needed to get done. Yep, exactly. Like my first job, it was hard at times, but very rewarding. I worked for them for years, and I loved it, and I got paid $20 an hour. Hugs, Aaron, the awesome contributor. Um, You had some really good paying jobs, Aaron. I did not have great paying jobs, but... You know, they I, they weren't as necessary. Was, I mean, I babysat and then I like made coffee drinks. So errands were arguably much more important. <laughs> okay. We have a letter from Tina. Are we ready? I'm ready. Again, my first job. I right. love these. Surgery and responses to previous episodes. Jeez. Someone was a surgeon well, as their first job? No, That's... my first job, comma. Oh. <laughs> surgery. Uh and response to previous episode. Okay. I was like, we're just jumping. Surge, just jump right in. Didn't have any jobs. Just went to school, got everything, and then boom, surgeon. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, back at you. Responded to episodes 108 and 107. Oh, okay. My first job was at Panera. Not sure if I, um, if worldwide, but it's a sandwich bakery. I love Panera. When I first lived in Santa Monica, I lived on 5th in california oh yeah, yeah yeah you had one in the corner it was on the corner of wilshire and fifth remember we'd go there sometimes yeah it was really close and across I like the tomato soup oh yeah across the street was wild oats which was like a organic grocery store that got that i loved and they had such good discounts it was so much more reasonable and then they got bought by whole foods and the prices went you heard it here first folks the crazy. prices went yeah. and if you're just watching my thumb is going up okay so her first job was at panera I was 15 and I made seven twenty-five an hour and thought it was amazing. I know. I would have thought that was amazing. Freedom. Too. And seven dollars. It's so good. Up to seven or eight years after I got my first job in education at $10 an hour. Isn't that funny? That's like, I think I said this in the last episode or whatever episode uh, this is from. Um, when I got my first therapy job, I made so much less than I did as a waitress. And I was like, 
Why, God, right. why? Um, I spent two years there before I got my second job in education. Now, was it $12 an hour? Moving on up, moving on up. Um, I was older, but still thought I was doing well until I found my current job in our local school district. I'm now a salary emplo- a salaried employee doing okay for myself. Yay. I also worked multiple jobs during, um, oh, multiple jobs while, oh, during school, working office work and retail. Sorry, Tina, I had a tough time. Now I am a para and have a second job as an office assistant for property management. Yay, yay. Trying to get out uh, um, and be on my own with girls after the divorce. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that mm-hmm. can be really trying. And, um, but you're doing good. One step at a time. The following has nothing to do with the question, but I'm bored. I like it. I'm here for it. Okay, this email is longer than I planned for. I'm laying in bed. It's 1240 a.m. Recovering from back surgery. Oh. <gasps> bored, so just rambling. I have an eight inch, eight inch incision on my abdomen and a six inch, inch incision on my back. This is hard with my mouth guards in i had to have a spinal fusion and they put oh they put in a cage in the front and then they flipped me over and added screws to the back of the cage whoa wow so you probably won't get this until a few weeks out the surgery was april 5th and today is the 17th okay well i hope you're feeling better and here's a genetic or a genetic a generic photo of the cage oh so they put it around the spine to like hold it together i wonder so is does it go where the the vertebrae in between the vertebrae it looks, it like, looks it. like those screws do wow it's crazy I'm, I'm terrified of back surgery so yeah i mean i'm sure there are most people are too you know if it's your own surgery but um mm-hmm. i hope you're doing well mm-hmm. and uh, i would assume you are i'm sure you we're, were about a great, month out so great care but um wow yeah hmm. pretty well okay and then hold on we're not quite done hope all is well tina from delaware p.s postscript in episode 107 you read my previous letter and asked what breed my dog is yes well she is a, a shorky a yorkie shih tzu she's about 11 years old and is my baby she has high maintenance high maintenance requires a pillow and a blanket to sleep and her name is gracie oh look. oh that's a cute looking dog it's like a chewbacca it is oh my goodness super super <laughs> cute sorry this is so long no need to apologize wasn't long at all i enjoy the letters i like hearing from you i like hearing what you're up to um roxy's getting particularly spoiled speaking of spoiled dogs uh-huh is she chewing on that blanket no she's probably gonna take it over as her own she has so many beds so many blankets and so many toys right and she's getting very possessive of the house mm-hmm. like, Barking uh, everything. i was sitting on the chair the other day and she asked me to get down on the floor and i was like oh Okay. Then she Who got, are you? And then she got in the chair mm-hmm. while I sat on the floor. Yeah. And she took a drink of my coffee. Yeah. Told me to shut up. She rolled up a newspaper <laughs> and hit me with it. No. Um, but uh, yeah, she's getting really possessive of, of the yard and of the front door. That's hers. She mm-hmm. patrols. And- she patrols constantly. It was funny. I was talking to her foster mama when I dropped her off um, mm-hmm. because I was just walking her through like, here's her food. I was like, I don't, she's like, we have tons of beds. I'm like, I don't know. Will she want her own? She's like, we'll put, give her her own. So I brought her bed in and um, and I was saying how she's like recently had more personality. Like she, when she wants me to play, she like paws at me. And then if I don't do anything, she's like, she like tries to tell me and talk to me, essentially saying like, get off your lazy ass and play with me. 
and like booping me for ice and all sorts of stuff. She's like come to herself a little bit. Yeah. And, and I feel like, you know, I, I enjoy it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, anyway, and I was telling her this and she was like, oh, well, it's interesting you say that because we sh- I feel like we should let people know, but animals who've been in the rescue system and like we're foster animals, it can take them about a year to like feel safe in their environment and to know that they're like there for good oh i didn't know that and she was like because they can be really slow to open up and um and it's essentially because they've been traumatized which is really kind of sad so she's keep she's been keeping her cards close to herself so it's like when you're new in a relationship oh. you're like hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm gonna put put myself very together yeah you don't poop uh you know you wait till you get home that's sort of deal. <laughs> except for she doesn't have problem with that but right everything else mm-hmm. oh yep. she's she's doing good but yeah she, her, she's really come alive in the last mm-hmm. uh last month she's really um expressing herself yeah she's painting you know, she tells us how she feels she, she's playing guitar better than i am you know totally is yeah. no but she's just kind of come alive a little bit more mm-hmm. she has a little more spunk to her yep so anyway and she's talking which is really weird yeah i, re- I wanted a dog that talked a little bit yeah not barking but like no uh, like, a rah, 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 like the, trying to use words yeah mm-hmm. i enjoy it it's funny because i was telling sean earlier today when i was recording my podcast she started barking and i was like I, you know, I don't want to say her name because it'll get all stirred up. But I said her name and I was like, I have to record this right now. So you just can't bark right now, please. And she just looked at me and I know she doesn't understand what I'm saying, but she stopped and she didn't do it anymore. And I was like, thanks, honey. Thanks, pal. Mm-hmm. She heard me. She got me and she stopped and it was wonderful. <laughs> okay. Our next letter is from Sam. Hi, Sam. And it is entitled Bigger is Not Always Better. I agree. Says, hey, Sean, Katie, Roxy, and everyone in OTDM land, whether you are new or an OG OTDM listener, Riley here. Oh, yeah, Riley, sorry. Um, Your very own head of the Questionable Advice Bureau. We always need that questionable advice. I hope you are well and much further on the road to recovery from your COVID run in. Yeah, we are good. It was interesting because my friend um, Caleb and Cameron, they got it, and so did Haley. But they've gotten at different times. Haley got it coming back from Paris anyway. She was saying how she still feels like she'll be, because they have a workout channel, the Fitness Marshal. She'll be doing like a basic cardio workout that they used to do all the time. And she will feel like she's going to pass out. Like mm. all of a sudden she's like, and she can't like recover. And it's it's been a while. It's been like two months. And mm-hmm. she's still having a hard time. I was watching episode 106 as I began writing this. Another letter started and not finished until a few weeks later. Like you two, I had made my way through the two years of the pandemic without catching it until 
two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I got my first positive result about two weeks ago. I am so, so fortunate that I was sick for about three days and then was absolutely fine. Amazing. It's wild how people have so many differing reactions. It's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Um, which I'm honestly so grateful about. Anyway, I thought I could use this time to share some questionable advice. So I know there are some who don't like bugs or creepy crawlies. So just a heads up, this is a story about a spider. Aaron, you've been warned. So I was lying in my bed one day when I saw something moving on the roof, just where the roof meets the wall. Why do they always hang out there? Hated it. It caught my eye and all I could think was, please let it be a moth. Ooh, I would not think that. I reached over. I don't over. know what people's problems with moths are. I think moths are cool. They're like butterflies of the night, you know? And I they got like- a little bit of dust on their wings, a little pixie dust, you know? And they, sometimes they've got really cool patterns and, you know, they're, I just think they're neat. You and your what... dad are kindred spirits. He sent me an email after I mocked the moths. Yeah. And sent me all these photos of the colorful ones. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. what about these? They're beautiful. I didn't say they're not beautiful. I said, I don't want them in my house. Hmm. Flying towards my face. I don't want butterflies in my house either. Spoiler. But you don't freak out over butterflies. Spoiler alert. They don't fly into my house. Yeah. Moths are like the, the light, the light. Yeah. They come right in. Butterflies are like the smart cousin of the moth. Is, mm-hmm. it, is that what you're saying? Yes. Well, I don't even know if smart cousin, there's not of the night coming in towards the light. Imagine if you saw a butterfly strutting its stuff at night. You'd say that's a. I wouldn't say that's a moth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Riley said. Sorry, that was very distracting. I know. Please let it be a moth. I'm distracted because the dog is doing all sorts Mm -hmm. of stuff. But um, sorry. Pull it together, Sean. Pull it together. Okay. Riley said, please let it be a moth. I reached over to my bedside table, grabbed my glasses and put them on, turned on the main light in my room and realized that it was, unfortunately, not a moth, but a spider, a Mm. big spider, not Australia big, but not a nice little one either. Laying back and ignoring it was not an option. I know if they're tiny little, like there's one in our bathroom today I saw moving. It's just like the tiniest little daddy long leggy type thing. And I was like, whatever, have at it, buddy. Um, but you know, that would be the only type I could be like, forget about it. I searched my room for a suitable container to trap this unwelcome guest. I found a jar, which you think would be a sensible option, but I thought, what if I miss? Mm. So instead of using a sensible jar. <laughs> yeah. Cause you got to brush it down towards you. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Oh. Well, I think what, what I would assume what Riley's doing is you want to stick the jar over it mm. and then scoot it across till it falls in mm. and pick the jar down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That would be my guess, but I don't know. You let us know if you have some secrets um, on how you catch these horrible th- criminals. Okay. Um, so instead of using a sensible jar, I used a storage container, maybe 30 by 30 centimeters. In my head, that meant that there was no way I could miss that spider. So I stood on my bed and I trapped the spider into the container. It was at this point I realized the big mistake that I had made. I had nothing that could cover the opening of this container. So I couldn't take the container off the roof without the spider escaping and possibly landing on me or my bed. So if you can just imagine. You were trapped. Someone standing on the bed with a large container pressed against the roof, imprisoning a spider so it cannot wreak havoc throughout the bedroom. This person has been able to remove their grasp on the container for fear of releasing the spider back into the world. Therefore, I was unable to reach my phone or to call for help. The only solution I was able to come up with was to shuffle the container as close to the window as I could attempt and to open the window with my foot, which worked surprisingly well. I was going to say, I don't think I could open our window with my foot. And then as quickly as possible through the entire, the entire container and hopefully the spider with it out the window. 
I threw the container out the window and then just hoped that the spider would be with it and didn't jump out beforehand. Did a quick check. Before retrieving the container, closing the window. So in hindsight, when attempting to catch bugs, use a suitable container. Bigger is not always better. So that's all I have for you today. Thank you guys for everything. It's nice to feel like a part of something, especially with all the disconnection I feel and many others must feel these days because of COVID. All the best. You all are wonderful. From Riley, your official head of the Questionable Advice Bureau in OTDM land. Thank you, Riley. I agree. Bigger is not always better. And I do stuff like that too, where I'm like, why did I get myself into this predicament? I should have just done this other thing first. Yeah, that was pretty ridiculous. I mean, mm-hmm. but good use of your foot. But how do you know if you if the bug, you know, was thrown out the window or not? You know, Will you do a check? Yeah, I wouldn't be able to go back you to hope sleep. for the best. I know. I don't even know. That's a, you need a bug vacuum. You know, suck the, like the ones up. they sell on Sky Mall. Oh, does Sky Mall have them? I don't even know if Sky Mall is still a thing. But back in the day when it was, they had this thing that you suck it in and it like traps it, but it kills it. So if, yeah, Riley's, have- if Riley's goal was to not kill it, like you don't like to kill them either. Yeah. I, I just hate bugs, so d- death to all. But um, I'll never forget. Do you guys remember was that live stream where I smashed that moth? It landed. It wasn't here. It was back in uh, it, the apartment in Santa Monica. But it landed on the table that used to hold our plants. And I smashed it, but I had a, my, a ring on. So it went, bam, like really loud. And everybody was like, holy shit. And I was like, I don't mess around. Don't fuck with me if you're a bug because you will not survive. I killed three centipedes today. No, four. Do you have a, little, a log book of all the bugs you kill? Do you no, take I don't, notes? I don't want to. I don't want to remember. Bye-bye. Hmm. Not like the dog log. Right. Remember, uh, Kaylee sent us a dog log. Yeah. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah, yeah. This is entitled German Brazilian Fusion Fan Mail Part 2. Yeah. Are we ready? Yeah. This is from Maria. Okay. Dear Katie and Sean, I am so, so sorry it took so long for me to answer. I thought of writing to you again since the day that I watched you reading my letter on episode 86, but I just kept procrastinating it. To be honest, I had a lot of stuff going on. I study medicine and uni can get quite overwhelming sometimes. I'm sure we should not come before your work Katie, Katie, Katie. Listen, OTDM, set your priorities straight. OTDM mm-hmm. is number one. Mm-hmm. Number we one. We are number one. And then. Medicine. Well, university is down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, TMZ. Mm-hmm. And then OTDM. Sean's got great priorities. Yeah. No, your study of medicine should be top priority. Yeah. Don't worry. We can wait. We're patient. We need more doctors, not more people who have no opinions. Exactly. That opinions don't matter or whatever. You keep doing your work. Okay says, I just thankfully passed a pretty big exam called Sysicum. I guess that around the world, the study of medicine is more or less the same. You first, oh, I don't, it's like P-H-Y-S-I-K-U-M. So maybe the Physicum. I'm not sure what that means. Okay. I guess around the world, the study of medicine is more or less the same. You first have to learn how a healthy body functions and how it is built in order to be able to understand illness and know how to treat it. Yes. That makes sense. That's why we have anatomy and physiology first, because that's like how your body's put together. And then you move into illnesses and stuff. The sysicum, which I'm probably totally butchering, deals with mostly the first part, being an exam in which you have to prove that you know how a how a basic well-functioning human body works. Oh, I'm so bad at memorizing things. I remember it, at uh, John Abbott, I took a class that uh, had to do it. I think it was the human arm or something. Yeah. Good 
God, there's a lot going on there, you know, mm-hmm. from the fingers and the your phalanges. Right. I didn't even your remember bones. that, oh. uh, you know, and uh, the names of everything like metatarsal and metacarpal yep. and mm-hmm. uh, the funny bone and the, the, you know, and all the tendons and, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on. There's a lot. And so when someone knows those mm-hmm. things, I'm like, wow, you remember all that information. That's I'm good at memorizing things unless I use it in a practical way. I won't remember it. Right. So I can like memorize and regurgitate information, but then it's like lost forever unless it's, it, it, it like applies to something. Okay. That makes sense. So, but I can flashcard it up with the best of them. Okay. So being examined, you have to prove how a well-functioning, you know, regular human heart, uh, body works. After you pass it, you finish preclinical, you finish the preclinical phase of your education and are allowed to start the clinical half in which you study disease and how to heal it, which for the most part, for most medical students is the more fulfilling half of their education. Totally. Because it's almost like even as a therapist, in our master's program, we did like theory and stuff first, which is kind of like, how does psychology work? What are the foundations of it? What have we let go of? What are we using now? And then you have to apply it where you get to like work with people and do some like mock therapy sessions with your uh, other, you know, classmates. Yeah. Like um, if you're a mechanic and the car's not broken, you don't get to work on it, right? Yeah, exactly. So. Exactamundo. Okay. This exam I had to take is a pretty big deal for medical students in Germany and is associated with an extreme amount of stress. Understandably so, especially if you can't move on if you don't pass that. So it's like you have to take it again, I guess. Sadly, self-doubt, suicidal ideation, drug abuse, or self-harming behavior are not uncommon among the things that I see and hear about during preparation for the Physicum. Physicum. It's P-H. So I'm like, is it F? I don't know. Physicum. Either way, you're sick I like them. to ride my bicycle. <laughs> I like to... R- no, I don't know. But I'm sorry that people go through that. It's too much stress. Although I managed to get through it somewhat being okay. People who are really close to me suffer and struggle. Oh, the people who are close to her who suffered and struggled really weighed on me too. Thankfully, they all got back to a safe place again now with this exam being over. Still, I often wonder about the irony of medical students ending up sick trying to become people whose final goal is to help the sick people get better. Right? doesn't yeah but enough um enough now about what has been grinding my gears now it's time to bring some joy back here i like it i'm here for it i hope you remember the game i invented for you last time i know it's been a long time i don't remember what is it i don't either but i'm sure we'll i'm sure we'll remember here in a second okay in your response to my last email you asked for more if you need them again here are the rules you will find listed down below a few of my favorite sayings. Oh, from Brazil and Germany. Okay. I've translated them into English. You have to guess what they actually mean and from which language they are from. At the end of the email, you will find the explanation in a voicemail saying them in the original language. And by the way, Sean was right. I do speak one more language besides German, Portuguese, and obviously English. Italian. Although it's not Italian, as Sean supposed. I like that you thought that last time, too. It's a very simplified version of Spanish, or rather Portuguese spoken with a Spanish accent supplemented with some actual Spanish words ah. that I still remember from when I took my courses in school. I'd rather call it Portunal or Portunal, but it does its job. I've also been trying to learn a little bit of Polish, but it's been more of a challenge since Polish is a very different language from the languages that I already know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where Pol- like where Polish stems from. Is it a Germanic language? It can't be, right? I don't think Polish is a Germanic language. Uh, I suspect that it is a uh, Slavic language. Probably. But the others are the Romance languages, Portuguese. Right. So and... 
uh, being Slavic, I think it, it you know, Russian, mm-hmm. um, Eastern European, basically, right? Does yeah. that make sense? I think that's, I, I'm not very good at it. We could look it up, but I don't feel like it right now. Okay. So, so Polish is a very different language from the languages I already know. Right. Okay. Back to the game. So if you need them again, here are the rules. You'll find listed down below a few of my favorite sayings from Brazil and Germany, and they're translated into English. Okay. You have to guess what they actually mean and where they're from. Oh, okay. Is it German? Is it Brazilian? Okay. Number one. Break a stick. Now, I would assume it's like break a leg, like when someone's going to perform and you're like, good, good luck. luck. Good luck. Like break a leg is like good luck kind of, which is weird. Um, and it, break a stick sounds very German to mm, me. Sounds very. Like Breaking just sticking. Sold. <laughs> you you um, agree? I agree. Okay. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> travel in mayonnaise. Oh, that sounds Brazilian. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I think the Brazilians like mayonnaise. I love mayonnaise. Yeah. Who doesn't love mayonnaise? Um, travel and mayonnaise. Maybe smooth travels. Oh, sm- yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Creamy good. travels. Smooth yeah. travel sounds better. <laughs> travel in mayonnaise. Okay. Number three. Pour in clear wine. German. You think German? Yeah. Um, Pour in clear wine. Like give me stronger booze. Oh, mm. I'm going to say it's Brazilian, actually. You think it's Brazilian? Yeah. You're switching over? Yeah. Yeah, if Russian was an option, I'd say it was Russian, and they mean like vodka, or I guess would it be rum? What is what is it in uh, Brazil, like the... Caipirinha? Yeah, what's that made? Is it rum? It's rum. Is yeah. it rum-based? Okay, so we're going to say that that's Brazilian, and it's like, give me something stronger. Mm. I don't know. Number four, boogers in the brain. I think that means like, I'm cloudy, I'm not clear, like I can't focus. That's German. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's got to be German. Mm-hmm. Okay, and number five. Yes. Step inside a tiny bowl of fat. Hmm, that could go either it way. Could go either German, Brazilian. I'm going to say Brazilian again. I'm going to say German only because we have more mean, Brazilians. Um, Step inside a tiny bowl of fat. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a riddle! Mm-hmm. Mm, you know, I would say it's something like, like get in here with me. Like I'm going to share something with you. Oh, like let's step into this drama together, like this fat. That's great. Let's chew some fat together and let's bullshit about it. All right, I'm I'm going to say yes. Okay, ready? Number one break a branch or break a stick yeah oh we're wrong it's from brazil quebrar um galo in brazil we use it to describe things that help us complete a task to somewhat fulfill it but rather function as a not as perfect alternative so here are a few examples of how it could be used my spanish is not the best but it's enough to break a branch to travel in spain uh i don't get that it's like enough to do the job, but I don't, you know, it's just where it originated. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, interesting. Or I don't have any more fresh veggies, but fro- frozen veggies will break a branch for this dish. Like mm. it'll work. It's not the best, but meh. That's funny. Number two, travel in mayonnaise. It's from Brazil. We got that one right. Okay. And it's one of my favorites. Viajar na mayonnaise. As you can see from Brazil, we say it as an answer to someone when they say something complete and hilariously wrong. Something that makes no sense at all. You say you're out of their, oh, they, they, you say they're out of their mind and you got something wrong. So God, you're traveling in mayonnaise. I travel in mayonnaise all the time. <laughs> Me too. Okay. Number three, pour in clear wine. It's German. Reinen Wein Eichstecken. Einstecken. It's hard with my uh, Invisalignum. 
It's German. It means that you speak out the truth. Oh, oh. we were way off without unnecessary long hesitation. Although the truth might be uncomfortable. So it's like someone's no nonsense, you know. Did you break off your thing here on the bottom? Wow. Sean had this little thing that covered his uh, chargy hole. He broke off his protector. Chargy holes opened all the dirt and the dis- disorder in the world. Okay. Number four, boogers in the brain. Mm. I forget what we thought. Who Do we think it was Brazilian or German? German. Dang it. We were wrong. Brazilian. Meleca na. I'm, I said that like, like what? French? Meleca na cabeca. It's Brazilian. Someone who only has boogers in the brain is constantly having very stupid ideas, only has nonsense in their brain. When I think of this saying, I imagine adventurous children doing stupidly dangerous and not well uh, thought out stuff for whatever reason. That's funny. It's good. Boogers in the brain. Good sayings. Okay. Stepping inside a tiny bowl of fat is from Germany. Okay. I think I said Germany. And this one. Ins fettnapschentretten. It has a very specific situation where it can be used when someone unknowingly says or does something that is socially inappropriate and very awkward, sometimes even hurtful. (laughs) Mostly it happens because of the lack of information or happening as an accident. But there are some people who tend to step inside a tiny bowl of fat more often than others, suggesting that they have a harder time reading social cues. That's funny. That's so interesting. I hope my letter wasn't too long and that you enjoyed it. I wish you all in the OTDM universe a wonderful day. Bye, Malu. Well, thank you, Malu. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, I didn't understand a couple of those. The the break a branch. I would think like to complete a task. Is that what it was? It's like good enough. It's just it's good, good enough, enough to break a branch. Yeah. Hmm. It'll break a branch. Like I said, uh, we don't have any fresh vegetables, but the frozen veggies will break a branch for this recipe. Yeah, but I don't understand the... It, it's another euphemism. language. Is that a euphemism? A euphemism, but no, <laughs> it's not. Euphemism is like a nice way of saying something. Um, maybe not. As, it's like a nicer way of saying something, isn't it? I don't know. I, I speak got, English. I don't understand. It. I got to look it up because I don't. I want to. <laughs> euphemism is an innocuous term or expression. Okay, hold on. Let me just pull it up easier here. A mild or indirect word or expression substituted for one that's considered to be too harsh. It's a nicer way of saying something. Mm. Like downsizing instead of firing people. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a euphemism. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, on to... So, okay. Malu says, P.S. I'd love to be added to the contributor's map. Sean asked about that when you read my letter last. Sign me up. Well, you'll have to go to the Discord server, Mm -hmm. and it is there. And um, David Redacted. David Redacted will. Right uh, Honorable David Redacted. There's a skill testing question, though, so be prepared. There's, uh, I think, 19 questions uh, about the podcast. Yeah, well, you you have to know your stuff before you can sign up. Can't just be signed up and get an official title. Right. No, I'm kidding. You get an official title (laughs) just by by showing up. (laughs) Okay, we have it said in the proper member she oh yeah break a branch okay so the first one break a branch quebrar um galho the second one travel in mayonnaise viajar na mayonnaise third one pour in clear wine reinen wein einschenken fourth boogers in the brain meleca na cabeça Fifth, step inside a tiny bowl of fat. Ins Fettnäpfchen treten. 
I hope you enjoyed it. And if you want more, I can send you a lot more. I've got tons of those. Okay? <laughs> so I'm sending you a lot of kisses and hugs. And I hope you're doing well. Bye-bye. Bye. Yes, keep them coming. I find those very fun. It's amazing to hear someone speak German because when I see it on paper, I don't know how to string it together. You know, where the pronunciations go. Yeah. Not, not that I know how to... Uh, enunciate you know uh, brazilian words or portuguese words either i do it like spanish is but must is like best i can but to hear the clarity mm-hmm. of the german word i know you know it's like because it's very strange mm-hmm. very foreign to me to my ears it doesn't just you know roll yeah when wonder, we were in zurich remember trying to read the menu and stuff i was like well that's mayonnaise like there were like three words i could understand i was like based on what this is i think that word means egg yeah i just need pictures <laughs> pictographs show you know. me the picture okay do we have time for more yep okay we have a letter from leanne are we ready yeah she's our pacific northwesterner if you don't right. recall and it's entitled dog stories and maybe an update about me question mark we're not sure Hey, Katie, Sean, and Roxy. Hey, hey, back at you. I sure got some dog stories for you too. So let me title these dog stories or something. My dog is dumber. Oh, my dog is dumber than yours. Not directed to Roxy. Just any other dumb dog that's out there. LOL. Where do I start? I know I have written about Winston before. So let's just stick with a recent and sorry. Oh, a recent story. And sorry, I repeated. That's okay. From me having ADHD now, I swear my dog has some form of attention issues. Mm. Meaning, you put him out, he sniffs, gets distracted by anything, doesn't go to the bathroom, comes back and barks to be let in. When he was younger, we, many of my family members, taught him the chase game, which is so much fun until you get his leash and harness out for a W-A-L-K. And it may take more than one human being to catch him. Oh, gotta play. you want to take him for a walk and catch me if you can apparently this chase game works in the car too oh no i drive a small suv and weeks ago i drove somewhere to walk him and i opened up the passenger the passenger door where winston was he hops into the back seats i close the passenger drawer and open up the back door guess what he did hops back up to the front seat the stranger was in her car car watching this dog be a stinker i told her this happens all the time at home it wouldn't get out back front back front what a stinker. Just having fun. Mm-hmm. Catch me if you can, he said. Right. This one happened more recently, like last week. Walking Winston in our neighborhood and walking past the local neighborhood school, Mr. Dummy decides to pay attention, her dog, Mr. Dummy, to uh, someone else walking their dog behind us. Then I hear a loud noise. Winston ran into, and this is the repeat, but it's okay. Ran into not just a mailbox, a metal mailbox with multiple mail slots in them. And that's what he gets for not paying attention to where he's going. Hmm. Well, Sir Winston, uh, I think, is just uh, very interested. It's Having an inquisitive dog, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not dumb. I mean, maybe some dogs are, are not the smartest, but. A stinker. Yeah, and a stinker. silly. Yeah. About me will come later because I end this out here. Okay, we live in a two-story house in a hilly neighborhood. Our driveway is a hill down to the front door. Okay, gotcha. So it's like you're coming down and up when you're leaving. Winston likes to bark at other dogs when they walk past our house. So I wouldn't be surprised if you could hear his dog barking from Texas, LOL. His attention bark and, oh, there's something loud coming down the driveway. His bark is so, oh, when someone's coming down the driveway, so loud. 
So I think we're safe from anyone who attempts to come onto our property. That's one of the nice things about having a dog is like it's a, an alarm system. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes a false alarm. Yeah, but it's still it's a good still, alarm system. You yeah. know, if someone's approaching your house or whatnot. And Roxy yeah. like growls like she's suspicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's not often anything there. That's okay. Okay. Luckily, our front door is not right on the street. Ours neither. Then the walker with their dog goes behind the bush, which has been there way longer than Winston has been alive. And obviously this bush doesn't last forever. And Winston goes upstairs, which has a bigger window for a better view. Then the walker and the dog disappear behind the bush, Mm. out of sight of the house. Where did they go? We don't know. This happens on the daily basis. And sometimes he's just looking for something to bark at. That's kind of funny. He's like, wait, wait, wait. They're behind the bush, Winston. Hope you guys enjoyed these stories about Winston. Hugs, Leanne from Oregon. Thank you, Leanne. I did love them and cannot wait to get an update. Oh, we have another letter from Leanne right after this. Must have sent us our update. Oh, a collage. Okay. Are we ready? Sure. Let's just roll right into it. Okay. We got two. It says, hey. I said, hey back. Or as my mom would say, hey is for horses. I was going to send this earlier and forgot. Hashtag thanks, ADHD. I've been into making collages from our magazine junk mail. Once I figured out how to make words out of this, I definitely, I immediately thought of you two. The green O is for U of Oregon's logo. I is didn't that go the ducks. Uh huh. Okay. Quack. I didn't go there, but letting you know that I'm from Oregon. Mm-hmm. You have Roxy. Actually, the two dogs here represent my family's dogs. One looks like a, a doodle. Winston's a labradoodle. I made him his own Instagram at babywinnie08. You guys can follow. That quote made sense in my head. Just to put words together, we'll put this up on the screen so you guys can see. You two can interpret that however you want. And the other dog who looked like a boxer dog reminded me of Lucy, my family's first dog before Winston. She sadly passed away in 2019, one year before the 2020 COVID lockdown. Mm. The saddest part was that I grew up with Lucy. And when I was 11 years old, I was a fifth grader. When we got Lucy, um, oh, and she passed at 11 years old. I would have been 22 years old in college. Anyway, sorry about the brain dump um, about Lucy, but feel free to share this with the community. Hugs, Leanne. Look at the cool collage. See? Oh, very good. I love it. I love it. What is that? Travel? What is Katie and Sean, travel. Travel. Okay. Travel, 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 Jeremy. It says OTDM. It says today is your day. And it says don't just survive, thrive. Nice. Thank you for sending that in. I love it. Beautiful. collage. I love a collage. Collage. Okay. Well, this will have to be our last letter. Last letter. We've yep. run out of time. I was yep. trying to go so quick. No, it's okay. okay. We, I think we made some good progress today. We're making our way. We're up to April 25th. That's not bad. And we, ha- I think this is a new, I don't know. If, have we heard? First time writer. I was right. Cassie. I was like, I do not recognize this name. Hi, Cassie. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. And it's entitled First Time Writing In. Hi, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and OTDM Mia. Oh, I like it or whatever we're calling it. Right. Right. I'm Cassie from Romania. longtime subscriber and commenter, but first time writer. Romania. <sighs> we're so glad you're here. A little bit about me. I wonder if Romaine lettuce is from Romania. Hmm. Cassie, do you know? Hmm. Interesting. They have their own lettuce. Possibly. Iceberg. Is that from Iceland? It's possible. Hmm. All good questions. What other kinds of lettuce are there? <laughs> There's rocket or arugula. Yeah, but that's not lettuce. That's just a spicy Spinach. leaf. Spinach. That's not a lettuce. There's uh There's red leaf. Bib. There's green leaf. There's bib. There's yeah. um. I don't know. <laughs> I'm running out of my. But the Romanians, they have the mm-hmm. best lettuce, right? Mm-hmm. I bet you go to 
Romania. And, uh, I think you're making this all up. A little bit about me. I have five dogs and one cat. And I love music, arts, and psychology. I'm also a psychotherapist. That's amazing, Cassie. I would love to know if it's any different in Romania. Like, if you see different things or if... You subscribe to different schools of thought? Yeah, like, are there... Or is it all? Is it like a socialized system, too? I don't even know how the healthcare system works in Romania. I'd love to know more. So I've been starting to re-binge watch your OTDMs, as there are a few that I've missed over the years. And there was also this week when you didn't post because of COVID. I'm glad y'all are better. This podcast is like a breath of fresh air. No oh. drama, just fun times. I look forward to your podcast every Saturday as it's my go-to when I clean my house. Oh, cool. Yay. I would like to apply for the job of Romanian ambassador to OTDMEA if the job is not already filled. Mm, let me check. Check. No, it's just, mm, I don't think we have another Romanian ambassador. I don't think we do. Cassie, I uh, will have to talk to David Redacted, but I believe... I believe the, the job is, is open. I think it's yours. It's yours for the taking. Here are a few Romanian words to get you slowly acquainted to them. Castrovete sounds very Italian, and I want to I want to express myself. It's like not it very looks. far from Italy. Cane, cane, cane. It looks like cane with an e. Sapun and tableau, tableau. Oh. I would like to send you the pronunciation and translation via SpeakPipe. Could you please explain again how you go how I go about it? So the link to SpeakPipe will be in the description. Does it say SpeakPipe in that link, honey? Okay. Then you click on that and you just record on your phone. Yeah. It's up just to a minute and a half, I think. And something like that. Yeah. yeah. And so you can say them with the pronunciation because I probably messed them up. I, you know, you know me. Okay. And then it says, je parle aussi français. Sean. Oh, wow. Bisou et bento. 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 Yep. What did I just say? Kisses and. I knew the kisses, but the. Je uh, parle. A bientôt. Oh. Je parle aussi français. I speak French. Yeah, I also speak French. Oh, I. Oh, oh. Yeah. Very cool. We have a multilinguist. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very interesting. I'm, I'm fascinated by Romania. Yeah. I don't know anything about it, but it. Well, it was a communist country for a very long time. Okay. I believe uh, they had a horrible dictatorship. So is it silly that one thing I think about Romania is that they had amazing gymnasts for many Well, years? no, that's that's the thing. Bella Caroli was yeah. the, I think he's still active in coaching. He may have retired, but mm. he was the coach who brought, or not brought, but he he taught Nadia Comaneci. That's what, uh-huh. And she won, she was the first gymnast ever to do perfect tens or to oh. be scored perfectly perfect mm-hmm. at, at the Montreal Olympics in 1976. I think it was, no, mm. 72. I don't know. The fair was. Ah. Sorry, I was reaching for my phone. Oh. I was going to look it up. <laughs> the, the World's Fair was 72 and the Olympics were 76. And so she she rocked the world. And I think that that was a big calling card for the Romanians. I could be wrong. but 1976 Summer Olympics. Yeah. And yeah. Um, she's 60 years old now. Yeah, she probably still do all those tricks. She's mm-hmm. amazing. Can you imagine if they had the Olympics for, uh, you know, 60-year-olds? So she competed in Montreal in 1976 in Montreal, all around uneven bars, balance beam. And then in 1980 mm-hmm. in Moscow, balance beam floor exercise, she okay. got gold medal. She married Bart Connors. Oh, or did ba- she? Bart Connor. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He, he was the Olympic uh, American, mm-hmm. the, the gold medalist. Bart Connor in 1996, they got married. I wonder if their kids are... Uh, you know, amazing athletes. Anyway, so, but yeah, Romanians are big uh, in the gymnast world. And mm-hmm. uh, Bella Caroli, I believe, went on to be the American coach. Um, 
I don't know. Yeah. Um, it says and, former coaches Bella Caroli. Yeah. Oh, look at that mustachio. <laughs> um, he he's seventy nine. Okay. He. Uh, oh, he was born in what was Kozlovar, Hungary, is now now Romania. Okay. You know things shifted. Um, it says he's only active till nineteen ninety seven. Okay. So he no longer coaches. Coaches. I mean, it's got to be demanding to be the coach. Mm-hmm. Not as demanding as it is to be the gymnast. I I think. But uh, he says he's also been severely criticized for his coaching style. Oh, he's probably which many, one of the many early... gymnasts have called abusive. Yeah, you know they used to get away with that in coaching, where mm-hmm. you could just yell at your, uh, you know, your your athletes and just tell them this is the way it's going to be. And he's I coached think, many notable people. Yeah, I think his American team uh, did really Mary well. Mary Lou Retton, mm-hmm. Betty Okino, Nadia Comaneci, uh, Escaterina Sabo, Theodora. I don't know. I'm losing my Dominique Moxinu, Phoebe Mills, Carrie Strug, Christy Phillips. Hey. All big names in the world of gymnastics. Mm -hmm. After the Olympics, he again clashed with Romanian Federation officials and the tension escalated. And during a 1981 gymnastics tour, um, the Romanian team choreographer, Geza Pozar, and oh, they defected to the U.S. Okay. And they sought political asylum in the States, temporarily leaving their seven-year-old daughter (gasps) with relatives. I don't know when Romania- They settled in Texas. Oh, they're Howdy, partner. We've got Romanians. We've got mm-hmm. Canadians. We've got them all. Uh, I don't know when Romania switched or when, and I don't know if it was a revolution or if it was a, or if it was a peaceful revolution or how they transitioned their government system. I would assume. I don't know. Probably with the fall of the Soviet Union, but they had a brutal dictator, uh, Ceausescu, I think was his name. Mm-hmm. And he was a real piece of shit. Um, I don't know if they killed him or not, but uh Yeah. I think he may have been thrown in jail when when things were over. Anyways, Romanian people, I've met some, and they're fantastic, and they've got a cool accent. Uh, so, and, so the 1989 revolution. Oh, a revolution, yeah. The, the Great Union of 1918 at the end of World War I was one of the bloodiest events in world history, blah, 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 um, followed by one of the most important historical events in Romanian history, the Great Union, which brought hope to all Romanians. The Great Union represented the unification of all provinces where the Romanians were in majority. Hmm. Transylvania, Banat, Crisana, Maramuris, a bunch of things I'm going to mispronounce. And they elected delegates, hmm. stuff like that. Then there was World War II. Um, I wonder if, you know, the gypsies are Roma. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Roma is originally from Rome or... <laughs> <laughs> Romania. Probably. I'm sounds so like confused, it. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, I'm just going to skip ahead. Then there was the abduction of King Michael I, communist Romania, right. Soviet Union occupied following World War II, facilitated by the, uh, the rise of the Communist Party in Romania. This led to the forcible abdic- abdication of King Michael I and establishment of a single party People's Republic in 1947. Mm. Left people starving. It's horrible. Then... 1989 revolution, and I'm skipping some important events, but the series of protests and street demonstrations erupted in Romania in December of 1989, the local civil unrest being part of the revolutions of the same year that occurred in several countries. The revolution in Romania began in Timosera, spreading fast across the country and culminating with the short trial and execution of dictator Nicolae Ceausescu and his yeah. wife on the Christmas day. Oh, they got her too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Doesn't pay to be a dictator. The it two, always ends poorly for them. If these they, two were the last people condemned to death and executed in Romania. Yeah. 
More than 1,100 people were killed during the Romanian Revolution, with most most deaths happening after the protests led to the overthrow. Hmm. We're so fortunate to live in a place where we don't have to go through things like that. Then they had free elections. Freedom! Right. You know what I'm fascinated by, though, is... In 1991, they had a new constitution, and they joined NATO. Awesome. March of 2004. Finland. Finland is going to join NATO. This is amazing news. Uh, In the news. Unintended consequences of Vladimir Putin being a piece of shit is that, you know, Scandinavian nations are going to join NATO. I didn't realize Switzerland wasn't, but they're like, we're neutral. Yeah. We're Switzerland. Yeah. That's their. I was just talking to a member of our community in Switzerland and she was like, we're not part of NATO. Because I was like, well, NATO's going to get involved if anything happened. And she, she was like, well, his wife is here right now and they took that house from him. So he can't be happy. Right. She's like, maybe we'll have to join NATO. <laughs> I have a, a passion for things that happen because growing up, the Soviet Union still existed, the uh-huh. USSR. I remember that. It made the tests so easy in uh-huh. geography. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just as huge. You're like, mm. biggest swath of land, USSR. <laughs> yeah. But it was amazing to, to, to you know, be alive during that time and but it was the great unknown. We really didn't know what was going on behind the Iron Curtain. No. You knew some of it, but not all of it. Yeah. You didn't know all the, the horror stories until... Yeah, it's really sad. It's very interesting. But what I do find fascinating is the uh, the, the cars that mm-hmm. were made in the different countries in the former uh, Soviet uh, countries. So each oh, country had their yes. own people's car, you know? It's funny. And you sometimes you'll see a random one driving around. Didn't like we a, see one in Lada. Santa Monica? What? Yeah. And I was like, what is that? That was a Dacia. It's so uh, funny. Yeah. And I find them fascinating because they're they're very interesting to look at. Uh, well, it's this interesting history, right? Because they're very simple cars. Some and they them. were made. Oh, you, yeah. But I'm just saying the people's car. Right. Like, and they were made in this certain time frame in this certain area. It's a very bizarre. Yeah. You know. But everyone had one, right? East Germany had one. They, mm-hmm. There was, I think, the Trabant. Uh, not that. It doesn't really matter, but it's interesting because this was all walled off, so you never really saw them. And when I, the first time I went to Germany, I went to the East German Motorcycle Museum, uh-huh. and it was so bizarre because you these, haven't seen any of those. I things love before. motorcycles, and I had never seen any of these things. That's and to so, me, yeah, that's cool. It was fascinating, you know, really that there were people that were closed off from the rest of society, and I, I think that. There's a couple of countries that this goes on and still, you yeah. know, uh, that are closed off. And China, although China people do they can get travel. to go in and see it. Yeah. But like North Korea, yeah. um, Burma, you yeah. know, th- there's countries where you, you can't get, you can't really see what's going on. And I find. You can travel to Burma, can't you? Or well, you can go to. Yeah. Is it Myanmar? I don't know if it's Burma or Myanmar, but keep keep talking. I'll look it up. You You can go, but you can't go beyond like. The main city, I believe. Once you like Burma, um, is Myanmar. Yeah, it's, uh, it kind of goes both. It's like Myanmar and Prince is Burma. So yeah. you weren't just next to Thailand, right? But the way it's run is, I believe Westerners or people not you know not part of the the, the, the cult government, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, uh, you can't really travel without you have to someone, have a guide. And even then, I don't think they're letting people behind the scenes to see what's going on. Mm. And same thing with North Korea, right? Like yeah, you remember may... when they had the Harlem Globetrotters go there? To Burma? No, to North Korea. Oh, uh, to... yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember? Because they really liked basketball. Yeah. Like, they went and it was so weird. Right. I, 
I mean, it's really sad what happens to those people. And I find those kinds of like behind the scenes. First of all, I'd never go. I'd be terrified. But the people who do and then they film it, it's like weird stuff. Like they went, took them to this quote unquote mall. It's all a charade. There was like nothing there. And they tried to buy a Coca-Cola because they went into like what looked like a convenience store. And they're like, no, no. And he's like, I want to buy it. And they're like, no. They took it out of his hand and put it back on the shelf. Man, I hope. I was like, no. During our lifetime that, that we get to see North Korea flipped. You know, uh, and, and that they're the people get to well, it's just hard live. They're brainwashed. A lot of times they don't know. You oh, know? yeah. If That's you pulled the sad. plug on 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 the uh, the leader, those people wouldn't. I mean, they've been conditioned to believe. But I think that a lot of people really actually know what's going on to a certain extent. They're like, you know, well, I mean, if you're hungry, like that's a thing and you can't have the electricity. Yeah. Like, like the 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 poverty has got to be. Well, if you look at imagery from outer space, mm-hmm. <laughs> from outer space, Im- mm-hmm. imagery no from lights. space, yeah. there's no lights, right? You see it in the Capitol. And even then it's very dim. It's, like yeah. that's very telling in terms of because they're cut going. off from everywhere else no because no one will do any business with them. China does business with them. Russia does. Do. Iran. People who have no heart and soul. Uh, scruples. They <laughs> yeah. They, like people unscrupulous. Yeah. Yeah. But there's two sides to every story. And the reason why the North Koreans are um, apprehensive uh, about the West is because the, the United States bombed the shit out of them um, during still, the Korean War. We, you could be apprehensive, but then, like, wouldn't your people be able to travel? Like, let your people out. Well, you that's know what I it. mean? Like, they should see Seoul. Seoul is super close. Yeah. It's like a huge metropolis. And they have family members, right? A lot of yeah, these people are split. Yeah. You know, it could be your great. Remember that woman that was on that, uh, Lex Fridman's podcast who had gotten out? Yeah, Yao. What's her name? Uh, anyway, she was really fascinating to listen to. Yeah, very well spoken. Slow, slow speaking it was easy to follow what she was saying, and like, it's a lot. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What a way to end <laughs> communism. If it was up to me, Katie, I would talk about this stuff. You can all have the your time. own podcast called history that people <laughs> care about question mark <laughs> history a depressing story sometimes he gets it wrong uh yeah no I, but i i do find it fascinating and and i would like to travel to see more of this and and i know that it's dangerous to travel to places like that yeah but gosh i would really like to see it and i know there's so much beauty even like one of my friends grace her and her husband because they always travel they take like three trips a year mm-hmm. and i'm jealous every time because they do like the stuff that I want to do. Recently, they went to Jordan. Mm. And um, Jennifer had went there too. Another friend of ours with her. It was on her honeymoon, I think. Um, that was one of their stops. And you get to see like these carvings and the stone. It's beautiful and amazing. Yeah. And like, and I even messaged her. Petra. I was, like, is, Petra. Uh, uh-huh. Yes. The, they the, went, yeah, that's the, what I'm talking about. Stone. Petra. Isn't that in Jordan, right? Yeah. I was like, am I off? I could be. It's basically, I believe they carved a, a facade of a city into, or the facade of massive buildings into the, the rock mm-hmm. and, and you can enter some bit and yeah, you know, it's, it's really cool. There's so much to see out there and it's one thing to look at it on TV because 4k or 6k or 12k, through whatever Instagram you have stories. You know. I live vicariously through Instagram stories of, yeah. of travels. Right. <laughs> but there's so much to see and experience and, and uh, you know, I'm excited to get back into it. I know it felt weird to get on a plane mm-hmm. mm. and not everybody wears masks and you do what you want to do. It was just, I, it's funny because I find it's like thing, it's like things are returning and I'm, I'm, it's like double Dutch where I'm like, how do I, 
do I? Right. Uh, we just had it. And it was horrible. Well, that's I wear a mask and uh, I know some people say, oh, it doesn't work or, you know, we do it off and on. Let's I, be honest. At I, the best, it was off and on. Yeah. But on the plane, you know, I tried to have it on for a good amount of time. And I forget it's on after a while. Yeah. But I feel like I've been like conditioned to getting used to wearing it. Just like someone who had to wear it for work all the time. You just kind of get over it. Right. Right. But I don't like it, you know? Yeah. But then it felt weird to not have it on. I was like, hmm, I am naked. This is not good. You know? Yeah. Well, this was an exciting one. Let me tell you. I, <laughs> this uh, is one for the books. Yeah. No, I thought it was great. Oh. Sean's I, always so down on things. His neck is hurting. It is. I... He needs to go to the chiropractor or the doctor or both or physical therapist. I think I just need to start moving a little bit more. That's what it is. Well, we're going to get out on the lake this weekend. Start paddling. We're going to paddle. Let's take her to the water. Taking her to the water. I got her a life jacket, so she'll be safe. (laughs) Okay, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with us. And feel free to send in your letters to otdmpod at gmail.com. What is the prompt for... There's no prompt. We'll get caught up. We're oh. a little bit behind. Oh, okay. Feel free to send in speak pipes. Yep. Anything. If you speak a different language, Ooh. feel free to send in, I want to hear your accent. If you have any fun history about where you're from, like whether it's Romania or somewhere else, yeah. please, please let us know. Yeah. And if I if I got anything wrong, I didn't mean to offend anyone. Correct so. us. We Our opinions don't matter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Have a great weekend. Bye. We'll see you later. Bye.